Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The final four nations in the United Cup have made it to beautiful Sydney, Australia. Welcome to TC Live, our 30-minute pregame show to get you ready for all the action during the summer down under. Now just 10 days from the year's first major. Here's what's coming up on the big show. 18 countries started playing last week across three cities in Australia. Now the final four assembled. And tonight, the semifinals begin. We will get you ready. Plus, the odds are against Denis Shapovalov in Adelaide tonight. Hear how he can become the first Canadian to get a tour-level win against Novak Djokovic. And it's going to be a party party in Melbourne again, but only if someone else wins. We'll explain the Aussies' new role at this year's event. Our featured matches today here on Tennis Channel beginning at the top of the hour with Coco Golf taking the court in Auckland. Hopefully no rain there, but if not, they will start indoors. Jesse Pagula and Francis Tiafo leading Team USA at the United Cup. Plus, Novak Djokovic, Denis Shapovalov, and Sev Korda, Yannick Sinner. A huge night of tennis is on the way. As we bring you back into our studio in Santa Monica, California, Steve Weisman, Chanda Rubin, Prakash Amitraj, and uh, when I woke up today, whether it was the ATP, Wimbledon, Roland Garros, all of these Instagram accounts retweeting that new trailer for the the Netflix series, Breakpoint. Did you see it? What'd you think? Well, just, just a few more days away. I absolutely can't wait. And the biggest thing that I'm taking from it is the fact that Look, tennis players, all athletes around the world, I think the audience still kind of just looks at them as they're just in this different category, superstars, and they're held to a different standard. I think the biggest thing about this is it's a really intimate look. You're there with them at breakfast. You're there with them in their most vulnerable moments. And I think anything to be able to humanize them even further and just understand they have emotional problems and personal problems just like everyone else. And then in spite of that, you got to go out there and battle for some of the biggest crowns in the world. I think that's what's going to be one of the most special things about getting even further into this world. I'm looking forward to seeing what we don't know. Mm. I mean, we were at probably the majority of those tournaments when you see the trailer, and I'm like, I was there. I was there. I wonder what happened that I didn't see. (laughs) Um, And and certainly that U.S. Open, which was so exciting. We saw Isla Tomljanovic and going before that match against Serena. Uh, So I'm kind of excited to see some of the stories and and some of those kind of behind the scenes that – you know, we wouldn't have known. I, I was excited that our guy Andy Roddick's in it. I was like, oh, Andy's in it. I got to tune in now. He's but always going to have some beautiful color for all the stories absolutely. that are going on. January 13th is when it drops on Netflix. <laughs> Cannot wait. Uh, the United Cup had the day off yesterday. Plenty of other action, though. We start in Adelaide. Novak Djokovic looking for his 92nd career title facing Quentin Alice. The Frenchman showed up 0 for 11 against top 30 players coming in, but he showed no fear early on. Yeah, this was a terrific battle and Djokovic was behind the entire first set until he was able to break and get back even and that was where things started to change in this tie break it was Djokovic off with the better start finding 
finally those passing shots up the line. Alice was so good. It was so difficult to get the ball by him. He played inspired tennis at times. But that first set went to Djokovic, and it was an advantage. But Alice, to his credit, he did not go away. He got right back to business, serving big, putting the pressure on Djokovic. Right there, Djokovic finding the forehand. That was not an easy play for him to control the middle of the court. Still got to this tie break, but right there, the passing shot, dipping it at Alice's feet. And Djokovic, he's so good defending and retrieving, but he had to be more aggressive, Steve, to get this one done. Big moments. The man just doesn't miss. But in the end, gets the win and, of course, gives some love to his opponent. I feel good, you know, on the court. I, I, I didn't have such a great start. I lost my serve early. Um, he was serving really well. Uh, fast, big serves, hitting his spots in the box very well. So it was uh, a great performance from uh, my opponent today. I want to congratulate him for a great quality tennis and great fight today. Tough luck, but uh, he played like a top 10 player today, no doubt. Like a top 10 player. That's high praise from Novak there. How about American Seb Porta? Took out Andy Murray in straight sets on Tuesday, and Prakash followed it up with another impressive showing against Roberto Bautista Agut. Look, I'm expecting some great things from Seb Corda this year. I mean, he's 33, right around his career high of 30 in the world, and when his forehand is firing, it's just such a weapon. He's got such a short, compact swing. He takes it beautifully up the line, and because of that short swing, you can't really tell where he's going with it. He can really go both ways with it. Great depth here, and able to mix it up with a little bit of uh, feel here as well. When you're able to do that, it makes it even more of a threat when you pull in that power. Got the break at a crucial time, served it out, no problem. Big backhand up the line, forcing the air from Agut. Not easy to make Roberto Batista a good look. Quite regular out there, but uh, Sebi, no real problem. 12 aces, broke twice, saved both of his break points. Will now face Yannick Sinner. That's a big-time matchup. Court of Sinner there. You see Medvedev and Hatchinoff, the two old friends facing off in the quarters. And of course, Djokovic, Shapovalov. It's 7-0 Djokovic against Denis Shapovalov. Let's talk about Seb Porta a little more. Uh, as Prakash mentioned, right around the career high, which is 30 in the world, got there last year. Reached the third round in Melbourne at the Australian Open last year. Beat Cam Norrie in the first round in straight sets. What do you think the number is that he gets to this year? You know, I think the next step is shooting for, you know, top 20. I mean, if you just want to take it in manageable chunks, but it becomes more difficult to move the higher you get. And for quarter, that's going to be the challenge. I liked how he took some chances in that match. He was a little bit more aggressive. We saw him hitting out on the forehand. It looks like he's trying to, you know, really get more on his serve as well. I think those are going to be critical areas for him to not only get to that next level, but to manage against the players that he should be. Those players that will still be a tough test for him match in and match out. It's interesting. He, he's taking on Sinner next. And if you look at his results last year, he made a couple of finals, didn't put up a title on the board, didn't perhaps get as far as he wanted to in some grand slams, skipped Wimbledon last year, and still he was 33 in the world. So I think making that next jump, as Chanda pointed out, top 20 should be the next goal. He's going to have to start beating the Sinners, the, the Tiafos in the top 20, and then perhaps a couple of top 10 wins. That's what it's going to take to get to that next level. Hopefully he can start today. He's only 22 years old, right? He's got all the tools, certainly has the genetics as well. I'm expecting big things from Sebi Corda in 2023. All right, to the ladies we go, and often Venus Williams looking for back-to-back -back wins for the first time since 2019. Uh, this match, Shanta, 
began afternoon, didn't end until around 7 p.m. It was played outside, it was played inside, a little bit of everything. Yeah, well, this was outside, and, and Venus Williams took advantage. Still some stops and starts, not easy to stay warm, to stay loose, but Venus Williams kept going after it, and I thought she did a good job getting that first set tucked away. That was a real advantage, but right around 2-4 or so in that second set, she was down. The rains came. They could not get started again outside. Indoors they went, and Ju, she took advantage, got a little bit cleaner, started measuring some of her shots, didn't have to deal with the wind and some of those conditions. So I thought that was to Ju's advantage. But Venus Williams, she really showed a lot of metal. She was up 5-3, though, Steve, served for it, couldn't get it, and it felt like it was a turnaround for Ju, and she took advantage. Such a smart player, held her nerve, held her ground, never easy to beat a legend like this, and Ju got it done. Now, Venus said, I've played a lot of matches in my life. I've played through some intense delays, but it was definitely like two separate matches. Meantime, the top seed Coco Gauff also had to play indoors, taking on 2020 Australian Open champ Sophia Kennan. One player won and one player lost, Janda, but, but I call this a win for both players. What do you think? Yeah, I think this was certainly good signs for Sophia Kennan. All the pressure really on golf with her ranking, with where, how she's been playing, with where she is uh, in her game right now. And I thought golf did a good job of handling handling a little bit of that pressure. She was aggressive there, coming in, using her entire game. But Kennan is so good from the ground returning, she would break back. Goff got that first set, though. The second was no easier, but a couple of forehand misses from Kennan. Goff smartly picking on that side. That allowed Goff to take this one in two tight sets. It was a, light, a lot tighter than the scoreline indicated at times. Certainly did. Good signs for Sophia Kennan and certainly for Coco moving on. Emma Raducanu taking on Slovakian qualifier Victoria Kuzmova. A lot of bagels early in the season for Kosh. Another one here, but that wasn't the big story. No, Steve, she got off to a great start. You're doing what she does the best which we saw very clearly when she won the U.S. Open a couple of years ago, right up on that baseline, pounding the way. But here in the second set, you see her just go over on that right ankle there at five all. Terrible time. You never want it to happen, but especially at that stage in a match. Wasn't quite able to really find her footing after that. As soon as the second set was over, she takes a bit of time, takes an injury timeout, tries to get it wrapped up here, but just wasn't quite able to recover. And you can see that look of concern that... She knows something's wrong. She just she just couldn't move on after that. You can see how emotional she is. Obviously not the first time this has happened. Several retirements last year and just not able to spring together a long streak of good momentum, good help to be able to build on her. That's the thing she really wanted this year is to, to be happy on the court and, and to be healthy. She said those courts incredibly slick, very slippery. Not a surprise if this happened to somebody. So not pleased with the indoor situation going on in Auckland. Here is your quarterfinal singles draw as Coco moves on to take on Zhu. And then, of course, Leila Fernandez down there as well. As Prakash mentioned, she had a four times last year. Raducanu had to retire from a match. Then she had the wrist problem. Now it's an ankle. What's your reaction to this latest setback? Uh, it's so frustrating when you are struggling to get healthy, to stay healthy, especially at the start of the year. I mean, this is where you just want to be focused on building, getting matches under your belt, you know, trying to get your game where it needs to be. And there were some good signs for Raducanu uh, in her opening match. Difficult when you have to switch surfaces like this. It does make it a completely different tournament. It 
was hard to tell because of the cameras how uh, how significant the ankle roll was, but hopefully it's something that she can overcome going into Australia. Hopefully it's not something major that requires months and months of rehab, but it is so frustrating, especially at this early stage. So hopefully she can build physically and get back as quickly as possible. Makes me think back a little bit to a Andrew Bynum, who played for the Los Angeles Lakers, came straight out of high school. His body wasn't quite ready for the rigors of the NBA. And Emma was working her way up, and all of a sudden she won the U.S. Open, and then she was thrust into the highest level of events, and she had to play that all year round. There's the physical stress, there's the mental stress, emotional stress, all which comes out in the body. And perhaps it's just still getting used to that and spending a lot more time getting the body ready. But right now in Australia, she won't have too much time. Ten days away, she's got to be ready. How's the Open? Bynum won a couple NBA championships, but he had teammates. He did. He did. Emma, Emma's out there on her own. She's got so. one chip. She's got one chip. She's got one chip. She's got one chip. Hopefully she gets healthy yeah. in 10 days. We'll see her in Melbourne at the Australian Open. Much more still to come here on TC Live as we continue to find out what's going down in Sydney. Our experts on how important winning the inaugural United Cup is for American tennis. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. And that's the sweep for Team USA against Team Germany. And what a comeback from Francis Tiafo. And he has secured the Sydney City Finals for Team USA. I want to see that selfie. Uh, Jesse Pagula, Igish Fiantek, they have played five times. They meet for the sixth time at 9 Eastern tonight. Each time, by the way, the winner went on to take the title at whatever event they were playing. Francis Tiafo going to play a former top 20 junior today. Those are the two Americans in action today. Then we'll see Taylor Fritz, Madison Keys tomorrow. It has been 20 years. It's been talked about a lot, Chanda, since we have had a American men's singles Grand Slam champion. It's been three years since we've had somebody on the women's side do that as well. What kind of statement would the United States make by winning the United Cup? You know, I think it would be a pretty nice statement. Obviously, the U.S. team on paper was a little bit more stacked in terms of the depth. You had, you know, four the four players in the top 20. So with that being said, it's never easy to actually back it up, to kind of have a little bit of that pressure on you to be one of the favorites or maybe the favorite from that standpoint and then to go and win the whole thing. So I think from that standpoint, that would be pretty big. And then individually for these players, I think it would be huge to come together in this type of team format – you know, you've got to figure out tendencies and support each other and get that camaraderie going. They have a lot of that during the year, but it's not the same as being on the bench, having to play mixed doubles and all of those things that are involved. So I think individually they would feel a huge sense of pride as well. 
I think there's a huge snowball effect from there as well that's going to seep into all their games as they move on through the year. Look, tennis, it's a funny thing, you know, as, as Djokovic has talked about and Nadal has talked about. Confidence is just of the of primary importance in this game, and you don't know where you're going to get it from, but you have to see yourself as, as the guy. You have to see yourself as the woman, especially when you step out into the Grand Slams and so forth. Tommy Paul, I'm not sure who follows him on Instagram, but over the last few months, he's been posting these old pictures of Sampras, Agassi, Courier from these vintage sites, and just kind of putting that out there as sort of a feeling of what he feels with his group now of young Americans. And you, you have to see yourself as that group in order for you to be able to achieve that way. I love seeing Francis on the floor with LeBron. Maybe that's a little bit that's going to add to his confidence. And I think this is right up there with it. Anywhere you can get it, Chen, you got to take it Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And Francis has been clutch. Then yeah. you go from Labor Cup being mm -hmm. clutch to now United Cup. I mean, he is, I'm going to say he's sprinkling some seasoning. I don't know what the rest of that is. Spice. A little, a, little spice. A little spice. A little spice. Either way, it's making it taste good. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Billie Jean King said, you got to see it to be it. United States hasn't won the BJK Cup since 2017. Davis Cup 10 years before that. Uh, Maria Sagri leads Team Greece today. She is undefeated. Perfect 12-0 in sets so far, but she lost to Martina Trevisan in their only other meeting, Roland Garros 2020. I think Lorenzo Musetti could be the X factor for Team Italy. He's 3-0 in matches thus far. Still to come, reigning Australian Open women's champ Ash Barty returning to Melbourne. Find out what she'll be doing at the year's first major. Steve, back on TC Live. Once again, Tennis Channel, your home for extensive coverage of the year's first major. TC Live at the Australian Open begins Sunday, January 15th, 5 o'clock Eastern. It is your only two-hour pregame show. Myself, Prakash, Hall of Famer Lindsay Davenport, John Wertheim will be checking in with Martina Navratilova, Chanda Rubin, and many more. All the highlights, interviews, big stories from the Australian Open is coming your way. Well, to Adelaide we go, two-time Aussie Open champ Victoria Azarenka, who, by the way, has her own show, Think About It, on the Tennis Channel app. Check it out. Had to ponder some ways to get past Zhang Chinwen of China. Chanda. Yeah, Zhang has been an up-and-coming young player, hits the ball big. That time the tweener didn't quite work, but A for effort. She's a very athletic mover around the court. But Azarenka, so skilled in getting off to good starts, playing with intensity and keeping the pressure on, and she did that throughout out the first in the second Zhang again she would go for the tweener but Steve practice makes perfect she didn't win the point but she got the tweener going so that was impressive <laughs> so she could get our hot shot which means she's gonna lose <laughs> losers always get the hot shot you know she ended up losing the match but she made a, a big effort in that second set tie break but as a break that's so solid when it mattered most Back-to-back -back quarters in Adelaide for her. Broke four times. Good to see from Azarenka. How about all Jabir? Kicking off her new year. Now she has signed with Naomi Osaka's agency, Evolve. And I'll continue doing that on the court against Serana Cristea. She certainly did. A couple Grand Slam finals last year and made it clear I am going for number one in the world. And boy, does she look the part. Dictating beautifully with that forehand. Using that underspin on the backhand. And 
A little bit of a tumble there from Sirfeo, but luckily it wasn't too serious. She was able to continue on. Jabour, of course, concerned. She is the Minister of Happiness, one of the most liked players on tour. And I think this is the aspect of Onda's game that could help her get to number one in the world. She has improved her physique and her movement so well, using athleticism there. And when you combine that with her shot-making ability, she is just one of the toughest customers you'll find on the WTA. Cruised in this second set, got ahead 5-1, dictating again with that forehead, little body English to get that ball out, little footy as well, and 6-1. So that tiebreak in the first helped her play better in the second. She will face Marta Kostya in the quarterfinals. 18-year-old Linda Noskova backing up that win against Kazakina to make the quarters. And how about Icy Bagu? Near delayed double bagel, Chanda. She was down 3-1 in the first set, won 11 straight games to we, take out Ostapenko. We keep adding more words to the double bagel. The delayed double bagel. I, I had the a nearly the delayed. De nearly delayed double bagel. Uh, <laughs> this is a delay of, well, eight months. Hall of Famer Boris Becker got out of prison a few weeks ago. Going to be working for German TV during the Australian Open. He'll have his own show. Matchball Becker also give commentary for gosh. Look, we all go through ups and downs in our life, some some downs bigger than, than the ups, but listen, this man has seen it all. Top of the tennis world, and uh, the biggest down he's experienced in his own words, but seems to be in a beautiful place, posted from a beach uh, the last couple of weeks, and says his, his mind is in a beautiful spot, and now right where he belongs. One of the biggest names we've seen in our sport, talking about the sport that he loves. Well, I've always loved working with Boris Becker uh, in the booth, and normally done it during Wimbledon, so it's nice to see him get a chance uh, during the Australian Open, certainly getting a second chance. We all love those kinds of stories, and hopefully the second chance will be better than the first. Served eight months of his two-and-a-half-year prison sentence for charges over hiding assets relating to his bankruptcy. Meantime, last year's Australian Open women's champion, Ash Barty, going to be back in Melbourne, not defending her title, Chanda, which potentially folks thought, but she's going to be mentoring young Aussie player Olivia Gadecki. What do you think of that? Oh, I think it's terrific. And when you are a young player and you can get any type of knowledge, any type of, you know, understanding of the experience of a player like Ash Barty, who's been, you know, such a trailblazer herself. And she just seems to have such a nice way about her that, you know, you can talk to her and that, you know, she can you know, really make young players like this. Um, you know, feel, feel seen and feel heard and, and help them get through some of these tough spots. And if she could help her make a big run, even better. She's got such a beautiful way about her ass. So I think her communication and being able to pass on some of that wisdom and knowledge is, is going to come off great. So uh, perhaps keep an extra set of eyeballs on Olivia over the fortnight. And uh, Ash, I'm just throwing this out there. You're going to be there. You're still young. You're in great shape. You want to come back? We wouldn't be mad at you. We we'd love you to come back. Just 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 tossing it up. I feel like she'll probably do some sweet visits, <laughs> pick up a little cash on the side, see if Gadecki can get you know a couple rounds, making her main draw debut at a major. Uh, TC Lab coming back at you 5:30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. It is the second day of the semifinals of the United Cup. We've got that for you and encore coverage all day and all night long right here on Tennis Channel. Back to wrap up the show. After this, says, look at this. Uh, it is not covered, but it does not look completely dry. We'll see if we get live outdoor action in Auckland. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back on TC Live, a reminder, tennis.com, your resource for everything during the summer down under and throughout the year. Right now, you can find Nit and Varma with a new tennis story. Hubert Hercotch is a nice guy who isn't finishing last. And a new Talking Tennis with Tracy segment. Tracy Austin and Joel Drucker preview the Australian Open. Log on to tennis.com today. All right, our hot shot. Uh, early candidate for hot shot of the year. This was from a couple days ago. Lexi Popper and Marco Spirone. Popcorn Popperin. We're going to call it Matt for this. Works his way into the net. Big man goes down. But is able to get it done with his, from his touch. With his backside on the, on the floor. You can see here, the good news is he never took his eye off the ball. And that was a great shot right there. There was only one spot that Geron was not supposed to hit it into. That's <laughs> the one spot he hit it into. But look, th- this is going to go up in the candidate for shot of the year. I love he, that. He said, what do we call that? From the push, from the backside? Either Back into it. Chad <laughs> always got the lyric. Well done, Chad. Well done. Here's our coverage today. It is all over the place. Put a little spice on it, big foe. Of course, we've got second and third screen experiences available at TC Plus and T2. Auckland going to be uh, delayed for a hot second because you saw that court. It is wet. It is not ready for Coco Golf at the moment. But we will have action from Sydney when the United Cup gets underway. So let's talk about it. Jesse Pagula, Iga Fiantek. Uh, they met four times last year, all of them going to Iga. But Jesse does have a win. She beat her 2019 in D.C. And, and won the whole thing there that year. Before Ega was Ega. The Ega that Before Jesse was Jesse, you could argue. Good point, too, Steve. Facts. Good point, Touché. Too. Yeah. Touché. Yeah. So we're going to just. So what's going to happen Iga. today? What, 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 what does Pagula need to do to get back to, to beating Ega? She got third set in, in San Diego last year. So it did better as the year went on? Yeah, I think that was a good sign, the fact that she was able to get that set, you know, to really make it a bit a bigger battle, really. Um, that U.S. Open match was a lot tougher than the scoreline. That was bef- just before the San Diego matchup. So I think she's gotten better and better against Iga, and that type of confidence will help because she was hitting the ball well this last match. I mean, she was so dominant. And maybe just thinking a little bit about possibly going up against Iga in that match, you know, made her push a little bit more. And I think she's going to need that. She's going to need to serve well. The backhand has been a big weapon for Pagula, but she's going to be have to be willing to hit off of both sides and take it up the line. Open up the court against Fiontek. That's not always as comfortable to do, but and very few players have been able to get her stretched out continuously over the course over the course of a match. But Jessica Pagula, she's going to have to do just that if she wants to win that match. Sandy, you said it. Opening up the court and taking the ball off the line. I mean, let's reverse engineer this thing for a minute here. Looking from Iga's perspective, she is her best when she is dictating play and she is in position on every ball she dominates the middle of the court and is able to just keep herself in the middle and move everyone else out wide if jesse can take a few more balls early take a few more chances perhaps on Iga's serve and not let Iga get set up in that position that's going to be her best shot now not easy to do but as you said chanda got to make her life easier on her by getting a few more first serves in being the one on the aggression mm. Tough, tough, tough execution, but uh, that's what you got to go for. It's possible. Listen, Sabalenka kind of put the roadmap out there at the WTA finals. 
Jesse's a big hitter. Uh, she can get it done. We'll see what happens. Francis Tiafo uh, in potentially a must-win situation. He's playing a guy ranked 260 in the world. Big foe certainly is the favorite heading into this one. What's impressed you the most with Francis so far at the United Cup? I think for me, it's been the adjustments that he's made within these matches. I mean, you look at the match against Dan Evans, and I mean, he was down a set and a break. Things were a little frustrating. He wasn't quite playing as well. And he found a way to settle in and lift his level, raise his game, still playing high percentage tennis, but going after it more. And that's not an easy balance to manage. And Francis, he, he's been managing that. He's been finding a way within matches to kind of keep playing that aggressive style of play, but not let it take him out of his game. And I think against this, uh, against this opponent where all of the pressure is on Tiafo. He's going to need that even more just to play within himself. He has the experience. He's got the confidence. You know, make them have to raise their level to yours and not drop down. And I think that's going to be the key. And he's been doing that beautifully. Look, Francis, uh, I got my eye on him to do some really impressive things this year. I think he's got a shot to make it into the top 10 if he's able to continue doing what he did last year. For me, in addition, Shannon, to the tennis that you've talked about, it's the mentality that he's come into this season. After last year, he, he really stepped up in, in the superstar category outside of tennis. I mean, he was bringing in fans that weren't even tennis lovers into the game. People who didn't even know the game were attracted to it when they saw Francis on the television. That's a big deal. And to be able to embrace that in the offseason and, you know, he's starting to form these relationships with these other superstars and feel like he belongs there as well to then come in and then still have it be about the tennis and embrace that sort of energy that's around you, I think that's a huge step for Francis because that can hurt a lot of players once you get into that area where it's tough to breathe. So I think that's what's impressed me the most and uh, hoping for big things for Francis this year. Got to get at least one win today, right? Yes. At least. At least, yeah. 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 All right, well, we'll see what happens. That's, of course, coming your way 9 Eastern tonight here on Tennis Channel. Uh, Chanda, unfortunately, once again, there's no sprint to the booth today. Unfortunately, you get me a couple of minutes more, Steve. <laughs> I get you a couple of minutes <laughs> Is more. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, more time to talk about Novak Djokovic, who's got a big one coming up today against Denis Shapovalov. 7-0 head-to-head, but there's been some tight battles between these two. What do you expect tonight? Well, uh, the good news for Shapo is that I think the last quarter of last year, he really picked up his game, made a couple of finals in Europe, I believe Vienna and Tokyo, made a semis in there as well. So he finished the year quite strong. And then, of course, that Davis Cup victory for Canada. So I think being able to take that into this year, he's currently ranked 18 in the world, wants to get back into the top 10. These are the kind of matches he's looking forward to because he's still done a good job of beating the players he's supposed to beat, especially in this last sort of four or five months. But getting a shot at a Novak, having a statement win, that's going to bode so well for him moving through the rest of the year. And he's looked good so far. The ball hops up nice on those courts over there, down under, and he's got the kind of shots on his forehand, backhand serve for that matter, where the ball can get hopping all over the place. And again, similar to Iga, very tough to execute against a Novak or an Iga, but that's what you got to go for. Get them uncomfortable. Yeah, I think the first order of business is having a way to hurt Novak Djokovic. And uh, Denis Shapovalov can do that. He has a big forehand. He's got to get the serve going. There were a few moments in his previous match where he just dipped a bit. And Djokovic can take advantage of that like no other player in the field. So he's got to play more disciplined tennis in some of the key moments. But he's had a good start to the year. He should be feeling a little more confidence. You need that as well against an all-time great. So I think there are some things in Shapovalov's favor but it's never easy. He's got to play some of his best tennis to get past this one. Absolutely, and, and got to believe, because he's 0 for 7 against Novak in his career. But despite not having the greatest season, he's still a top 20 player, yeah. Denis Shapovalov. As you mentioned, a lot of weapons out there. Coco Goff, 
supposed to be our, our first match of the day. It's not happening quite yet because the weather is still not great in Auckland, taking on Lin Zhu. So whenever this gets underway, we will have it live for you. Jason Goodall on the call with Chanda Rubin. But until then, we've got more Novak Djokovic for you. An encore from yesterday's match against Canton Alice is coming up next. But a reminder, we will get you out to Auckland, potentially inside, as soon as Coco takes the court. For Janet Prakash and everyone here at Tennis Channel, I'm Steve Wiseman. Thanks so much for watching TC Live.